Hi, my name is Caleb Denman. I lead the creative and production teams at DCC. Thank you so much for listening to the Church in the City podcast. We hope that you enjoy this message, that it enriches and encourages you today, and that it serves towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Amen. Amen. So this is the last week that we're in this series about renewing the mind. And so I always, I I guess I don't want to say always, but I often get the wonderful pleasure of putting it all back together, which I'm not going to do today. I'm just going to talk about whatever I want to talk about and you guys can deal with it. Um, It is Activation Sunday so that means that what we're going to do is I'm, I just want to share for a little bit of what God's been doing in me these last few weeks and kind of encourage us to go a little bit deeper. And then we just want to close today with a time of ministry and just, again, just, I, I believe like Chris and I were just saying, just riding the wave of what God's already doing this morning. Amen. I mean, he was here. He had plans for this morning long before any of us woke up. And if I may be honest, like I have literally been like repenting since about four 45 this morning, just of so many things. It was just like all of a sudden this morning, all of this stuff we've been talking about all of a sudden clicked. And I realized how shallow, since we're going to talk about going deeper, how shallow I've been living and how self-focused I have been. And every word that went out this morning was 100% for me. So thank you so much to everyone who shared. Um, And if the rest of you didn't get something out of it, I don't know, that's on you. Um, so, So we want to talk about going deeper right? So we, we've been talking for these last few weeks about the, the power of the renewed mind or the thing that God's just been playing over and over and over for me is the transformed mind, right? We've talked about transforming our mind and renewing our mind toward who God is, right? We need that renewal because in and of ourselves, we don't have good clarity on that. Let's just be honest. God's renewing my mind every day toward who he is. And the things that I have pegged him for have have put on him, it's not, it's not been, it's not all been up from him for sure. Uh, toward redemption, toward our sonship or, or being a daughter, toward works, we're called to work, we're called to participate and toward kingdom living, the fact that there is a kingdom. There's a kingdom of darkness, there's a kingdom of light. When God called me into his kingdom of light, he called me out of that kingdom of darkness, right? So my mind needs to be renewed out of that darkness and those thoughts into this new kingdom that I'm new to. So therefore, I've got some learning to do. So none of this comes with condemnation. None of this should come with us heavy for any of us. This is a kingdom that we're new to. We should be learning it. We should be growing. We should be developing it. So we should be going deeper. And so I kept I kept saying like these, these last few weeks, I keep saying, and I, and I said to Kevin, I'm like, for what? For what? So we're supposed to be, be renewed. We're supposed to have renew our minds. We're supposed to have a transformed life. For what? I'm a big results person. And I, I just, to me, I, I don't like wasting time. I don't like wasting effort. I don't like wasting resources. So if I'm gonna do something for what? Why? Why am I doing it? And I keep, I keep just pressing myself on this because here's the thing, guys. My spirit is very willing. My flesh is very weak. 
And the truth of it is, is that in any areas of my life that I am not pressing forward in a renewing fashion, in a transformative fashion, I assure you, my flesh is living and ruling and reigning to its fullest degree. Because if I'm not intentional, that little bugger loves to just have his way and do what he wants. And he's, he's not who you want out front. I'm just here to tell you that. So I, I've just been saying this, for what? So God, why? Why do I need to renew my mind? Why, why am I about transformative living? Why? What are you after? Because here's the thing. If I just take in what we've been learning, if I just take in scripture, if I just take in what I'm taught, and it's not, it's not backed with the power of God, what is the point? It's useless. It's fruitless. It's just added knowledge. And added knowledge all through scripture was nothing but harmful. I'm gonna spend a lot of time today in um, 2 Timothy. Please forgive me. I entirely forgot to get my scriptures to Caleb, so it's totally on me that they're not gonna be up here. But you guys are very resourceful people and you have phones and Bibles and you can follow along or you can close your eyes and listen, whatever you need to do. But I have literally been just all week long in in 2 Timothy, I've, I've just had it on while I've been getting ready. So I, on the Bible app, I don't know if anybody knew this, you can hit play. And I personally have met Max McLean, who reads the NIV version, and he has a delightful voice, and it's wonderful to sit and listen to, and he emphasizes words, and it's great. And so you can literally listen to or read the entire book in about 22 minutes. Yet... For some reason, I don't have a whole lot of time to get scripture in me. That's the side plug. Anyway, so I've just been listening to it, just been allowing it to wash over me. And here's the thing, it's been challenging me. It's been, it's been really just stirring me up. And so I, wanna, I just wanna encourage you guys, I'm, I'm hoping that this is gonna feed right into us just being able to really take some good steps deeper into what God's been calling us all to do. So 2 Timothy, Paul is writing this letter from prison again right? So he had to go back to Ephesus to help Timothy because there were some issues there with some leadership problems, okay? So some of the leaders that were there were kind of diverting a little bit from the truth. They like to argue. They like to do all these different types of things. And Paul's like, look, look, Timothy, stand in the truth, stand with purity, stand with power. That's what you need to focus on. And so he went back to help them. Some things happened. He ends up getting thrown in prison. This is not the same prison that he was in previously where he's on house arrest, okay? This is prison awaiting his death, his execution. This is it. That's what he's waiting for in this situation, okay? So he's writing these letters to Timothy, probably as kind of a, if I need to let this this kid know anything, we better get these down so he's got them, right? So he's talking to them about all, he's talking to him about standing in his faith. He's talking to him about leadership. He's talking to him about spreading the gospel and he's getting on paper things that he knows this guy that he's been training up needs to know. And so again, I just kind of sit there and I read it and I'm like, for what? And here's this guy, he's in prison and his heart is focused on the, the gospel, Jesus, the truth, evangelisms, taking care of his friends. This is what his heart's focused on. He does not give a rip about his circumstances. Think about this. 
He's in the belly of the beast, awaiting his own execution. This is the end. This is it. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to, it's not just like he falls asleep, doesn't wake up next day. Like this is what he's waiting for. And he says, I don't care what's going on around me. I care what's going on inside of me. Timothy, I don't care what's going on around you with all the other leaders and all the chaos and all the confusion and all the wickedness. I care what's going on inside of you, son. This is what he's talking to him about. To me, this is about transformation. This is about a renewed mind. I cry out for transformation and I say to the Lord, God, change me, transform me. And I'm so fixated on to this, which is some image that I've created in my mind of what I'm gonna look like when all of this is done. It's just, it's very much like what, I gotta stop calling you Kristen's mom, but like Kristen's mom was sharing this morning. (laughs) Okay, mom, we'll just call her mom. She'll just become another mom here. But it's very much like that, right? To where, to where I've, got, I've got this picture and I want this freedom in my life and I want this transformation and I want this thing and the end of it looks like this. And it's false because the end of it should look like Jesus. Because that's what I'm being changed from glory to glory. That's what I'm going deeper for is to be transformed into his likeness. So how do I know I'm being successful? I look like him. And I got to be honest with you guys, there's a lot of things in my life that don't look like him. And that needs to quit. That needs to stop. That needs to change. I need to be transformed. I need my mind renewed. I need to take hold of these areas in my life that I have allowed lies, like Lori was talking about, deception, my own laziness, which honestly is my thing, rebellion, keeping me from what God has called me to do. I mean, here's a, I'll just give you a, a, a basic example. I'll totally out myself. I am a health nut. Now, let me define what I mean by that. I love to read it and study it. I don't love to follow it. Okay, I'm just being honest with you. Come on. I love it. I love to learn about it. I'm fascinated with how God made the, bi- the body, how he made all of our resources, all of these things. It blows me away. But if I don't put some power behind it and apply this incredible system he put in place, there's no transformation in this physical human body by all that I've learned. It's useless. It's fruitless. It's, it's the vine. It's the branches that might as well just be burned up and thrown out. What did I learn it for? If it's not supported and backed by the power of God with the depth that goes into the likeness of Jesus Christ. What's the point? So 2 Timothy 2, uh, we'll start in 4 through 7. Uh, I just want to, again, there's not going to be anything up, so close your eyes if you have to, whatever it takes to listen, but just listen to what Paul is saying to Timothy. Envision him sitting in this prison, reaching out to this man that he's been, he's been raising up, and he's only got a short time period left. And these are some things he says to him. No soldier in active service gets entangled in the ordinary business affairs of civilian life. He avoids them so that he may please the one who enlisted him to serve. And if anyone competes as an athlete, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive the share of his crops. Think over these things I'm saying to you, son, for the Lord will grant you insight and understanding into everything. 
So he's saying, you, you know, you're, you're, you gotta live it, you gotta learn it, you gotta mimic it, you gotta love it, it's gotta be everything. If I'm, if I'm studying under a soldier, if I'm studying under a coach, it doesn't do me any good if he's sharing and teaching and doing all of these things and I'm just, I'm just retaining wisdom, I'm just retaining knowledge. Right? I've got to face it. I've got to put some power behind it. I've got to believe that the power of God is with me to change my life completely. Here's the thing that, in my opinion, so I'm going to go off the page for a minute. Bear with me because I'm going to try to, I'm going to, try to be careful with my words because God's been, God's been working with me on some stuff. Kevin's been helping a little bit with just some of my heart toward what's been going on in the world around us right now with, with hatred and with sin being celebrated and with a lot of things that we're seeing in our culture right now. And I just feel torn all over the place. And some of it is godly and healthy and some of it's just my own weakness. And I've just been going through all of, all of this this tension, and I just keep saying, God, what do you say about this? I want to know. And here's the truth is that any thought, any imagination, anything that I have in my life that I am walking out that is not completely, fully surrendered, submitted, renewed, transformed, brought captive, and put under the obedience of Christ is not godly. And the problem comes in our lives when we start to pull away little things and we kind of say, we, we kind of take God's nature and his goodness and we, we go ahead and say that his goodness then therefore gives me freedom, which is true. I have the freedom, I have the free will, but it doesn't give me the fullness. What I mean by that is that I'm taking the goodness and the love of God and I'm saying, here's some things that I don't really want to work out. I don't want to press in. I don't want transformation in these areas of my life, but instead I'm going to stand here in expectation that the fullness and the goodness of God is going to take all of these things and perfect my life. I know I'm not wording this very well, but I think if you allow the Lord, he can show you areas in your life. I, I, I'm allowing too many things to where I'm starting to say, you know what? This is okay. I'm going to press into transformation over here because I want to believe for healing. I want to believe for finances. But when it comes to my thoughts, or wickedness in my life, or my identity, or my job, or my whatever, then I'm going to press into what I believe that's going to look into and look like, but I'm not going to allow it to go deeper and allow the Lord to transform my mind based on what he says those things look like. I'm going to say, this is what I feel like they look like. This is the way I think they are. This is the way it's always been for me. So therefore, this is my reality. God's going to have to come in with his approval to go ahead and make that thing right. I'll give you an easy example in my life. Some of you, this may be challenging because maybe you're experiencing it. So as some of you know, I have struggled with anxiety in my life, right? Like physical ramifications, physical effects of anxiety, right? Panic attacks, all these kinds of things. So what I do sometimes then is say, well, this must be how God made me So therefore, he's going to have to bless me in it. That's not God's, that's not God's call in my life. That's not his best. What I need to be doing is saying, 
I stand firm in what he says, who he is, regardless of how that feels, regardless of how that th- those thoughts are, regardless of what that darkness is, regardless of how I'm struggling. Now, I would love to tell you then that this physical reality no longer exists in my life. That's not true. I still battle it. I still feel it. I still experience it. It's still very real to me. It's very frustrating, right? When well-meaning Christians just want to say to you, just, just stop being anxious. Just pray to the Lord. Just do this. No, that's wonderful. I, trust me. If I could, I would. This is not life, right? But the problem comes when we start to allow these things then to become who I am, And therefore, he has to bow and kowtow to what I'm going through. Instead of me saying, you know what? This may be what I'm experiencing around me, but that will not be what goes on inside of me. He is my king. He is my Lord. And why do I need to walk into a transformed mind? Why do I need to renew my mind to the mind of Christ? Because he said so. Because he said it's good. Because he said Child, that's my best. Because he said, this is the way that I prepared for you. Because he said, those thoughts you have, Jamie, are not for you. I don't care if they're based around your sexuality, your identity. I don't care if they're thoughts of failure, thoughts of success, any of that. Your thoughts are on me. Your gaze is on me. You are submitted to me. You put yourself under me. What is your identity? What is your calling? What is your purpose? What is your sexuality? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What he says, what he wants, who he is. I I, I can't present it in any other way. I can't say anything else. The deeper, the depth, scripture says that, that deep is calling out to deep. I am called to live a place transformed toward the Father, toward what he has done for me, as his daughter, walking out through works, tearing down strongholds of a kingdom of darkness and exalting a kingdom of light. That's the life I'm called to. Anything contrary to that, anything that creates confusion, anything that's murky, anything that's cloudy, don't even bother wasting your time with it. And that's the way I'm starting to look at my battle with anxiety. It's cloudy, it's murky, it's confusing. I don't even care. Do your worst. Do your worst. It's fine. I, I, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. This is what God's challenged me to. I've literally had to repent and say, you know what, God? If this panic attack that I'm experiencing right now leads to death, so be it. I will not stop calling you good. I will not stop worshiping you. I will not say that's who I am. I will not say that's the way you made me. I will not say that that's from you. I will not say there's an excuse for it. I will not say that it's okay. I will continue to stand in the goodness and the freedom that you said comes through a transformed mind. And this society that we live in that just continues to want to celebrate things because of the fact that the church preached for years condemnation and baloney instead of preaching the power and freedom of God, I will not, I'm not going to stand by for it anymore. Okay? Why do people want to celebrate what they're struggling with? Why do they want to identify it? Why do they want to call it? Because the church told them for so many years that they should be free and never backed it up with power and showed them freedom. So they feel stuck. It is, the, it is our reality when we don't say the power of God is here to set us free. 
and where we don't accept his truth and say, I'm in this kingdom. Regardless of what I see, what I feel, what I, what I think about at night, it doesn't matter. He says I'm his. I'm gonna be transformed and I will start to call it out in my health, in my spirit, in my soul, in my surroundings, in my marriage, in my kids, in my profession, in this church. We need to start calling out the deep that cries out, which is the name of Jesus. There is nothing greater, there is nothing better, there is nothing else on this earth. And we keep toying with all of these things and making excuses for our shortcomings instead of just saying, that's sin, that's garbage, that's not from him, I'm his. And that's what I'm called to live and that's going deeper to me. Every breath, life, everything that I have comes from him. And why, why do we go deeper? Why do we need to renew our mind? Because he said so. He's the king. He's the one who's good. Any confusion in your, have, in your life, he has clarity. That's right. If you're living in confusion, I assure you, you have not pressed into the point to where he said, stay that way. Keep going in. Keep asking. Keep looking for more until you are sitting there with him and it's so clear and it's so evident. I don't care how many years it takes. Okay, I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna give up on believing for what God has for his Kids, I'm not gonna give up on believing that he is gonna bring revival to this city, to this nation, to the world. I will not give up. And I'm just asking that you don't as well. So we're gonna go into a time of response if the band can come. Um, I wanna read this over us and then I'm gonna invite Chris to come up and, and kind of we're just gonna do some ministry. He'll give us some kind of instructions on how we wanna do that. But I just wanna encourage you to think through these things that we've talked about over the last few years and ask yourself, what's my hang up? What, what's the biggest areas that I'm kind of blocking the transformation of my life into the likeness of Jesus? Is it understanding who God is? Maybe there was some violation in your past. Maybe the church violated you. Maybe, maybe, maybe something happened, whatever it may be. Is it sonship, daughtership? Is it, is it toward works to where, like myself, I wanna just sit and wait for God to do stuff. I don't wanna partner and own my part to press into him and start calling into being the things that he's told me to speak out on. What is it? And I want us to allow some time to minister on that. This is, uh, this is one of the closing things. This is one of the things that, that Paul kind of read to, to Timothy. And I just want to encourage us because I think there's a lot of areas that we can find of repentance and say, you know what, I'm going to leave that behind. I'm going to press into what God has. So whatever your posture is, and, and maybe you can stand with me just so, just so we're all together. Um, if you want to close your eyes, if you want to extend your hands, whatever your thing is to where you can just listen to these words and ask yourself, because I assure you that there's something in it for all of us. Because God has said to us that we need to rise up. There's a, there's a part in, in 2 Timothy that I didn't get to for the sake of time, but Paul lists all of these things to the church and says to them, beware in the last times of this and this and this and this and this and this. And you know what the last thing he says was? Because all of them would be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. People who are disobedient. Oh yeah, people who are haters, people who are violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing he says is beware of those who appear godly, but have, are not operating in power. guilty 
And so it's time for us to just say, and again, I'm not going after works. I'm not going after produce. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that God wants to bring us into transformation and he does that through his power. I line up with his truth. I speak his truth. I declare his truth. That's my part. And his power comes right behind it and says, I got you. Let's go. Let's go. And he does that thing you didn't think you could do, but because you said yes to him, now you're doing it. Amen? So I want to read this over us. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God in Jesus Christ, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. And he says to him, this is what I'm charging you to do. Preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right and even when it is not. Keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. There's a lot of places that God's calling me right now to preach truth that I'm not welcome. Correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who are in sin. Exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth, but instead want to have their ears tickled with something pleasing. They will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after the other after the other, to satisfy their own desire, to support their own errors that they hold, and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off to myths and man-made fiction. But as for you, be clear-headed with every situation. Stay calm, cool, and steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. Do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. He's essentially saying to him, son, stop being concerned with what's going on around you and be concerned with what's going on in you and through you. Amen. Amen. Chris. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode of A Church in the City. If you could use prayer for anything in your life, we would be honored to partner with you. Send us an email to prayer at dccgr.org. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and then share this episode with a friend so that we're fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Before we go, a quick reminder about our fundraising for The Roots Project. You can get involved in a bunch of different ways by going to a churchinthecity.org slash miracle grow. Thanks, and until next time, goodbye.